0: On this edition of The Road to Reality, we turn our attention to the journey of prayer. Prayer, now there is a topic guaranteed to bring both comfort and conviction to the heart of a Christian. The title of this teaching is perfect because prayer is a journey. Here is a good story from Charles Vaughn to launch our time of teaching today about prayer with K.P. Johanan. A grandfather was walking through his yard when he heard his granddaughter repeating the alphabet in a tone of voice that sounded like a prayer. He asked her what she was doing. The little girl explained, I'm praying because I can't think of exactly the right words. So I'm just saying all of the letters and God will put them together for me because he knows what I'm thinking. With that, let's join our teacher, K.P. Yohanan, for our message on the journey of prayer.
1: What is the confidence we have when we pray? Please, may I beg of you, change your thinking about this God that you pray to. And I say this to you because how many tons and thousands of hours have I wasted praying and crying out to a God who is no different than the gods of dead rocks and stones and far away, I cannot even talk to and he's judging criticizing attacking waiting to judge me cruel mean but Jesus simply said this is what you should do you want to pray he's your father who's he talking to bunch of crazy people who actually were living in very bad shape within they've been mean people Mean to the extent they were disciples telling Jesus, Hey, Jesus, you got power. Why don't you call down fire and just kill all these rats? Wipe out the whole community. That's exactly what they did. And then he says, When you pray, first of all, confess all the evil things you thought and did and failures, and then Do that for 10 hours. Then you say, oh, God, please do something for me. No. He said, Father, and then everything comes after that. There is no greater power in the universe that propels us to have faith, to believe when we ask, when we say things to God, than simple word love. God loves me. So, what is the one-line theology of the whole Bible? Jesus loves me. This I know. If I did sing, he will get up and walk away, and I will not do that. God loves me. He loves me knowing. All the sins and dumb mistakes I made, things I should have done, I didn't do, things I should have said, I didn't say, and I have complete ignorance about really the holiness and the things of God. You say, Well, that's strange teaching, isn't it? Well, I tell you what, I'm 64 years old. Well, no, I'm 28. This is just a made-up beard. No. Well, things I thought and I did 30 years ago that I thought was absolutely perfect, righteous, good. Today, I am frightened. How did I think those thoughts? Why did I say like that? What caused me to pronounce such condemnation and, and hurt people using Bible verses? I just can't believe that I did those things. You think when I did those things, said those things, God said, well, this dumb, stupid guy, he has no clue about it. I hate him. He said, he's a little kid just falling and getting up and walking and learning. I love him so much. And he is going to figure this out. He didn't stop hearing my prayer. He didn't stop giving me all the good things in life. He protected me with angels all around me. And when I could have half a dozen car wreck when I first came to the United States, speed limit, I had no clue about it. (laughs) Within one year, I had 14 speeding tickets. (laughs) And finally, I found out if I get one more, I will lose my license. I can write a book about it. (laughs) And how many millions of times in your life journey, in my life journey, even today, we are breaking the speed limit. And he still got angels to watch over me when I was doing that and cutting into lanes and have horrendous car accidents and didn't kill myself. You think I was an iron steel man. I was driving in a car. that No, the car was totaled. Who protected me? He says, whether you do the righteous thing or not, you do the dumbest, the worst sinful thing, and the right thing, I am still the unchanging, loving father. And brothers and sisters, we are called to be his sons and daughters. He tells us now, as the Father sent me, so send I you. And the disciples said, "Well, Rabbi, Lord, we got a real problem. What's your problem? We just want to see God and figure this out, how He is like." He said, "Really? Just look at me. In flesh, the man Jesus who is sweating." take a shower and swim in the lake and, and figure out what to do and we look at you, you really? Yeah, if you see me, you see the Father and then he says he loves you as much, John 17 as he loves me who is he telling to? These fellows who are making all the troubles in the world and then he says i'm sending you out be human be real represent your father just as i am here on earth and the world around jesus said he's demon possessed the guy is absolutely crazy i mean he's drinking too much then jesus well i don't know what to tell you john the baptist came without eating and drinking and people say you got demons and I'm having a nice dinner and having fun with the people and you say I'm a drunkard literally you know you're eating too much food and drinking too much wine I'm not promoting any of these things to you but I'm simply telling you nothing Jesus could do to justify himself and my brothers and sisters we are today The hope of a dark and dying world, not just your family members, your neighbors, people at your workplace, people that we cannot see so far away on the other side of the globe in tribal communities, in nations where they're suffering immensely, and the tens of millions living in the red light districts and the leper colonies we are the hope, but Pharisees never can be the hope of anyone. Only sons and daughters can be the answer. So what do you mean by all that for prayer meeting tonight? We're going to have prayer requests. So how do I want to pray? I want to tell myself, hey dude, there's never going to be a time you're going to be righteous enough or do the right things enough. But he wants you to continue the journey as a son and just talk to him. Tell him the things on the behalf of others. And do everything you can to be loving and gracious and kind and forgiving and caring. It is not the words, no, it is the heart. Compassion is important. But when I studied in school my teacher told me but empathy is more important. Compassion you can say wow I feel sad for you well what to do that's what I do with so many tens of thousands of children that I'm dealing with but when it comes to my little Hannah or Jonah or my children I enter into their world and feels. that's empathy
0: Those words from K.P. O'Hannon bring us to a break in our message today about the journey of prayer. More in a moment, but first, this, about medical ministry by GFA in Asia. Many poor families in Asia are in constant danger of contracting malaria, a life-threatening disease spread by mosquitoes. By using mosquito nets when sleeping, they can prevent most of the bites that cause this sickness. By providing money for mosquito nets, you can help keep a family healthy as well as educate them about the importance of avoiding mosquitoes. Mosquito nets from GFA keep families safe from and protect a family from deadly malaria. For only $10, a single net can keep two to three people safe every night as they sleep. We'll have contact information at the conclusion of our program, but now let's rejoin KP Yohannan for more about the journey
1: of prayer. So you want to pray tonight? You say, yeah. You ask me, I want to pray. How do we do? Don't think about a lot of wonderful words or tone or this and this. Simply say, Father, thank you so much for loving me. And I just want to be your son, your daughter. And here I am on the behalf of my Lord and the people that I care about, that I'm told, I tell you these things, and these people and these requests, would you please grant that? So, what is the key and the secret of prayer? It is simply recognize who you are. You are a son, a daughter. You cannot do anything about it. You just You are loved by Him. You say, Ah, Brother KP, if only He knew me. Really? From the day you were born till the day you die, Heavenly Father has seen everything about you. And He says, I loved you with an everlasting love. Don't let the enemy condemn you and pull you down and make you righteous by your standard just to love you, and remember that, and accept that, and that is the only foundation for faith, and the prayer of faith does wonders. One final little story. I never claimed, honestly never, that I have a gift of healing. So you say, really? No, I don't. I don't have any gift of healing. I never claimed it to be. I never claimed I have a gift of faith. Honestly, I don't. There are people I know. They have all that. I'm just a struggling, falling down, you know, half the time crippled and walking through this life. But I do this radio broadcast. I've been doing it for 35 years. And I sit in front of the microphone and I imagine... In my mind, I'm talking to somebody way out there in a tiny village, in a tiny hut, at the side of a mountain, in a valley, just listening to me, just the little transistor, the radio. So I just talked to them. It all happened. One of the amazing stories they never can forget. This extreme northern part of the southern tip of India... In a tribal community, a little woman who was not a believer, never been to any church, never read the Bible, has no clue about anything about this wonderful Jesus and redemption, hell, heaven, forgiveness, and all any other things. But she just happened to hear some stranger on the radio saying, You know what? God loves you, He cares so much about you. Whatever your problems, would you please tell Jesus if you're sick, he's able to heal you. You are asking for something that nothing seems to work. Talk to Jesus. And by the way, I will pray for you. And if you want, just repeat after me this prayer. Oh, don't think about me. Just think about there's a God that I'm talking about right there in your kitchen, in the bedroom, in the veranda. Literally, these are words I speak. And so this young lady an illiterate helpless a tribal young woman her prayer give me a child but the problem her uterus was removed already with cancer. I know the hospital now where she went I know the doctor who did it because I didn't believe these stories. So she Praise to this Jesus. Give me a child. I will get a letter a year later. I got a child. And describe the whole story. I said to myself, this is absolutely a stupid story. Cannot be believed. Somebody's trying to trick me. Well, now you know I'm a sinner. Now you know why I said I don't have gift of healing, no miracles or faith. But now my question is, How did God hear the prayer of someone who had no clue, didn't read any Bible verse? Is this God, my father, who know Greek and Hebrew and theology and doctrines and memorized the Bible, is he also the God of a tribal woman who has no clue about anything? If she came to me and told me the story and said, would you pray for me, I would say, well, you know what? I'll pray for you. I'll talk to you later. I wouldn't have the sanity or common sense to do something like that when she tells me my uterus was taken out. I wonder how long it takes for us to wake up and realize God is on the side of the helpless, the failing, the sinful, and the weak, and the ignorant that he's desperately wanting to show that he cares. Maybe my prayers often never been answered because I am not helpless. I'm strong, and I know how to pray. I know my theology. And God says, yeah, you figure it out. I am on the side of the nobody and the helpless and the sinners. So when we pray for whatever we are praying for tonight, let us identify our life with the need and the struggles and let's not pretend we are holy you know, prophets to rescue the people. No, we are part of this suffering humanity and the lost. And Christ always walks himself into the worst situations. And he tried his best to teach the students, his disciples, to be like him. And may the Lord help all of us. And I'm in this journey of learning. And I wish I was 18 again and know what I know now. I would be a much better person. And many of you are young. I envy you. And I pray that you will learn the earliest possible, the love and the grace and the mercy of your Father, so that you will not live in hurt and condemnation and defeat and not investing your life for things that are important. And our Lord, thank you for this evening, the incredible joy that we have, knowing that. We are here on earth as dear Jesus, as you lived here on earth. For you send us to the hurting, the lost, the suffering, the unwanted, the rejected, the subhumans. Oh Lord, pray tonight that you will free us from ourselves and help us somehow that we will once again recover from guilt and aloneness and being aloof but Lord we can come to you and and embraced by you and talk to you because you long to accomplish your purposes on earth through your love and your mercy and we are the means tonight as we go in this time of pray Lord I pray you will please help All of us, all of us here in this prayer meeting and all the dear brothers watching us, being part of us throughout the world, please, dear Lord, help us to embrace you, allow you to embrace us and tell you the things that you put upon our hearts because we know you are a loving Father who answers prayer. And now, Lord, if there be someone, even one individual here tonight, and being part of this prayer meeting tonight, in their personal life journey, they failed, they're hurting, they're scared, they don't know what to do, don't even have any faith to pray and and any hope, living in pretense, trying to figure out, please, dear Master, would you please reach down and touch them deep within Please bring healing and help them to know Lord, you are not asking for any accounts. You are not waiting for them to make a list of all the stuff they did wrong or didn't do. But Lord, you are waiting just for them to recognize you as the Father. Lord, we know that the enemy don't want us to know this truth. I pray that our faith will be strengthened tonight, not based on our theology or righteousness, but rather your mercy and love being our Father, who only think and want the best for us and through us. May the healing grace of our Lord be real for those that are longing. Please, Lord, let your grace and love flow freely into the hearts and life and memories and make lives whole. And in the name of this loving Heavenly Father and His Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, who is with us, I say to you, your Father loves you. He is embracing you. Your sins are forgiven. You are made whole. Trust Him. You are loved. And now and always. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer answering us. We give you all the praise and honor for such a loving Father you are. And we say all this in the name of our Lord and blessed Savior. Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: That is K.P. O'Hannon, here on our weekend edition of The Road to Reality, where we've been taking a journey of prayer. For you to consider, here are some principles and practices we can learn from the prayer life of Jesus. First, prayer's conversation. When you pray, you should not only seek, but take time to listen. And then prayer is diverse. There can be worship, confession, intercession, and petition. And prayer is a lifestyle. Pray throughout your day. Now, before we close, we want to let you know how you can partner with GFA in providing much-needed medical help for the villages and slums of Asia. You can be involved in projects as diverse as sponsoring medical camps or sending a simple mosquito net. Here's how. You can be a real hero by sponsoring a free medical camp in Asia. Now to do so, listeners in the U.S. should call 866-946-2742. In Canada, call 888-946-2742 to find out what GFA is doing in Asia to solve the medical crisis. The website for our Canadian friends is roadtoreality.ca. For those in the U.S., go to roadtoreality.org. Join us next time for more biblical insights and direction from K.P. Yohannan. The Road to Reality is presented by GFA.